Hello, my friend. I'm Allison, and I want to welcome you to the Energetic Sovereignty Podcast. This space is all about going deeper, understanding energetics, and how to intentionally use energy in your life now. On this podcast, I'll be sharing tools and resources that have helped me on my journey and show you how to apply them in your life so they can help you too. This show is a raw and real expression of life and spirituality and what it looks like to be the divine in human form. I trust that this podcast will find you in the exact moment you need it and support you wherever you're at on your journey now. May you feel uplifted and empowered to step into your soul's highest alignment today. Hello, my friend. Okay, coming to you with another episode, intending for this to be a short one. I was just in the shower and I was thinking about this concept and I just felt guided by spirit to jump onto a podcast and share it because I feel like it can be really helpful in expanding our perspective and kind of, this is a concept in my opinion that goes beyond the veil. When I say go beyond the veil, there is a in this reality, there is a spiritual, what we would call the veil. Um, and that is essentially the very thin layer between the physical reality and the unseen reality. So angels, spirit guides, those types of things are right beyond the veil. When someone passes away, um, and their spirit leaves their physical body, they actually transition beyond the veil. Um, so like when I worked in hospice, if I was at a death where I was in the moment when someone passed away. Typically spirits, when they pass away, they'll come out of the body, but they'll usually remain with their family for a couple days. My personal experience, I can only speak to my personal experience of years in hospice, was when a soul leaves the body, they usually stay with their body and stay with their family for a couple days, usually until the funeral, um, to kind of provide support and comfort to the family. This is not all cases. I mean, when I worked in the hospital in the ICU, I'd have people die, you know, alone. And sometimes they would just leave immediately. Sometimes a majority of the soul will leave the body, you know, before the person even actually passes away and there's um the soul kind of comes in and out of the body at that end stage of a patient transitioning um and going active so anyways that's a little hospice side note and i'm not really sure why i went on that tangent but hopefully that's helpful um so anyways the veil going beyond the veil i feel like this concept helps is going to help kind of take a layer or help you go a little bit deeper into reality and see some of the energetics beyond just what is presented in the physical, what the physical eye can comprehend. So this concept is around wanting and why we want the things that we want. And on the past couple episodes, I think I've talked about this idea of desire, which is a topic that I've just like dug into this year, um, which again, desire and wanting this energy of desire goes beyond like, yes, it involves sexual desire, but what it really goes beyond is like a desire and urge, a longing, a, um, a wanting to come together with is kind of what I see desire as and I wanted to just talk about why we really want things like in the shower I was just thinking like okay 
what are the things that I want when I'm recording this episode? It's on December 12th, which is the 1212 portal. And I shared a post on um, my social media around the four energies of the day. Um, And the energies of the day are actually based on numerology and astrology. So that's where like the energy is coming from. I didn't just like make that up because I felt like it. Um, But the energies of today that I'm recording are all around gratitude, all around letting go, all around, um, you know, setting new intentions and then welcoming those intentions in and opening up to receive new energy. So in the shower, I was just kind of setting intentions and I was thinking like, what do I want to experience in my reality? What do I want to create? What sounds fun? to me? What would I like to have? What would I like to experience? What would I like to do? What would I like to see in my life? And as I was just kind of thinking about those things, my guides came in with this idea of like the why behind those things. Like why we, why, why do I want to experience that? Like going deeper, like, okay, I want these things, but like the next level of that is going deeper. Like, why do I want these things? Like, okay. So like most people, I think we could all agree that we would love more money, right? Like we'd like to experience abundance. We'd like to experience financial prosperity, but like, why, what do we really want? When someone says, I want a million dollars, what they're really saying that they want is what they believe that million dollars will give them and how it will make them feel. So typically when we say we want something or we desire something, it's because we believe that we will feel better than we do right now when we have it. So it's starting to unravel. And when we do this, why it's important to really dig into like why we want the things that we want or why we think we want the things that we want is because we really want to get into the energy and kind of separate ego desires versus true soul authentic desires. And when we say we want something and we ask ourselves, we're bold enough and brave enough and awake and aware and conscious enough to ask ourselves, why do we want that thing? Like, what do we really want when we want money? And I would venture to say that typically whenever we want abundance or we want more money, what we really want is freedom. What we really want is choice. What we really want is alignment. What we really want is to be, have the freedom to do the things that we want to do, to be the person that we want to be and to experience life more in a more full and aligned way with our core values, right? So like most people, when they say they want more money, it's because they, they don't necessarily like their job, you know, or they'd like to have more flexibility in their schedule, or they'd like to have, you know, more freedom. They'd like to experience a higher like quality of life, you know? Um, but even in that, like, it's like, okay, so you want more money to have a higher quality of life. Why do you want to have a higher quality of life? And it's like, because you want to feel a certain way. (laughs) It's like you want to have a higher quality of life because you want to have more fun. You want to um, have uh, more adventure. You want to have more variety. You want to have, again, feel like you're empowered, like you're free, like you can choose. Okay? So I want to invite you today, if you're making intentions or if 
you're in this place of wanting things. Because again, right now in December, it is a huge time of consumption. Like this is like the buying month of the year, right? Like November, December is like when people are just buying shit like crazy. And so we're in this energy of consumption, of wanting, like advertising is at an all-time high. Like there's a lot of programs, there's a lot of advertisements, there's a lot of marketing, there's a lot of stuff in our face, right? Of like buying and purchasing and consuming. And that's not a bad thing. Remember, everything is just energy. So it's not wrong. Marketing's not wrong. Advertising's not wrong. Buying stuff's not wrong. Consuming thing is not wrong. None of this is like a right or wrong. But with all of this energy in our face, kind of the intention of the collective programs that are at play in our reality, they're the collective programs, I really need to do an episode on this because I refer to it all the time, but collective programs are like collective energy fields and they get energy or we, they get energy through humans. So we give our energy away when we plug in, like I like to see it as like a plug, literally like plugging in a toaster or something. Like we plug into these collective energy fields and we literally funnel our energy into them. So, um, Right now, that's really happening in this energy of consumption and of buying a lot of stuff around Christmas. So what can happen, and you might notice this when you're tapped in, like it's easier to buy things in December and in like during Christmas time. And it's so funny. I was talking to my sister yesterday or the day before, and she was like, I hate this because I'm going to like shop for other people and I keep like buying stuff for myself. And I laughed when she said that because the reason that we buy things for ourselves in this time is because there's a collective momentum, a collective energy around buying. So things that we might buy, like when we're out Christmas shopping, like things we might buy for ourselves in January, if we were to see that same item, we might not buy it or we might not feel the urge to buy it for ourselves just because the collective energy field of buying is not as strong in January and February as it is in December. Okay. And another example of this is like most people in December, the energy is around like celebration. It's around like food. It's around sweets. It's around like treating yourself and like joy and like, like, you know, like special foods, right? Like a lot, like Christmas cookies and chocolates and like candy canes and all that like energy. So we're very, we're more apt to like engage in that energy in December versus because that's like a collective agreed upon, like collective energy that's at play versus in January, our collective energy field as a society will start to switch into weight loss and health and like restriction. So I think it's so funny because we go from this like November, December, Thanksgiving, Christmas energy of like overconsumption. And then in January, the pendulum swings the other way into like deprivation and, you know, getting rid of shit and like not buying and saving money and like, you know, getting in shape and like not eating crappy foods. Like it's just so funny. And if we can understand that this is just energy that we have the power to choose, we don't have to fall into that pendulum. We don't have to fall into that collective program. We don't have to fall into that collective energy. Okay. Like you could start a diet like December 
20th if you wanted. Like the momentum of the collective is not going to be with you, but you have the power to choose and set your own momentum and your own choice, okay? So just be aware of the collective energies that are at play. So I said all that to say, when you want something as a creator being and as an awake and aware soul, it is your responsibility, it is your privilege, it is your right to investigate that desire, to investigate why you want something. And do you really want it in the way that you want it? And do you actually want it or do you just want the the feeling that you think it's going to give you? Okay? So investigate those things. Like and when you investigate those things and you start to get curious as to like, okay, I want this thing, but why do I really want this? Like, what do I want to feel from this thing? How do I think this thing is going to make me feel? So if it's the case of money, like I want more money, ask yourself, why do I want more money? Like, okay, I'd like to experience more freedom. I'd like to experience more variety. I would like to experience like different things. Like maybe I want to experience what it's like to buy a new car. Or maybe I want to experience what it's like to go on vacation somewhere and have like a trip. Maybe I'd like to experience more rest in my life. Like maybe I'd like to feel safer. Like money is deeply connected to the root chakra, which is all about like safety and having our needs met, like our physical needs. So oftentimes when we want money, we really just want to feel safe. And so how, you know, there's other ways to feel the way that you want to feel without getting the exact thing that you might want. So for example, if you really want more money and you're like, okay, I want more money, but then what you really want is more time. Like you think you want money, but really you want money so that you like don't have to work as much or you want money because you really want more like freedom in your life and more like time and space to enjoy life. How can you say like, okay, yes, I can set the intention to create more money, but how can I start to experience more freedom and variety and time and space in my life now? Like when I was working in hospice as a nurse, like my husband and I, we decided, we sat down and we decided what are our core values? What do we want to experience in life? Like how do we want to create? And one of the things that I wanted to create was I wanted to lean more into my business. I wanted to play with more energy tools. I had a bunch of classes I wanted to take. I wanted to experience different things. And the question became, do I stay working full time five days a week or do I drop down to three days a week and I can still make money and I can still be in hospice and I can still enjoy my job, but then I can also have time to expand in my business, to work with clients, to take all these classes, to play in all these other energy things that I wanted to learn about and play in. So that was the compromise. It was like the solution wasn't me working more or us making more money. The solution was us figuring out a way to prioritize and to actually make the choices to feel the way that we wanted to feel now and to create the things in our life that we wanted to create. Because so often we feel that we're limited. We're like, well, the answer is more money. And so if I can't have more money, like I'm just stuck. And then you're spent like spinning your wheels trying to make more money when really the answer might be like just a re-evaluation of your core values and it might be like reallocating your resources. Like where are you spending money that you don't actually like you're investing money in something, but like that's not your core value. Like cancel your gym membership or like that you never go to or like, you know, stop 
you know, going to this place that you don't actually really like going to or like stop buying people shit that you like shouldn't be buying for them. You know, like just random things like that. Like take inventory of your life. Like where, again, money is energy. So where is my energy going towards? And where could I shift some of those things to actually cultivate and create and feel the way that I really want to feel now, even before maybe I create the thing that I'm, you know, wanting to create, which is more money. Like, how can I feel abundant now? How can I use the money that I have now resourcefully? And how can I then create space to welcome in more money and to welcome in all those feelings that I want to feel? I hope that makes sense. I want to also talk a little bit about weight loss because this is something that's going to be coming up especially in January um but this is something that I felt really passionate about too because you know that food and body image and sexuality and sensuality have been and weight have been like a huge challenge in my life and something that I've worked so hard on and put so much energy into and invested in myself so deeply that I just like crave to share this information and to share this like healing and this energy with you guys because I know that it's something that so much of us struggle with um and a lot of that has to do with the collective programs that we're born into and our society that's so dysfunctional around all of those topics so um when most people or I'll just speak for myself for so long what I really wanted was or what I thought I wanted was to lose weight And when I really investigated that desire, like if I look back on myself now, like if I look back in college, um, or maybe not, yeah, I, I mean, most of my life, but definitely like in my early adulthood, when I was thinking like, oh, I really want to lose weight. What I was actually wanting to feel was safe in my body. I wanted to feel comfortable in my body. I wanted to feel attractive I wanted to feel a sense of lightness like in a body that had excess weight on it that was a physical representation like feeling physically heavy was a physical representation of the like energetic and emotional and mental weight and heaviness that I felt so when I was thinking like I really want to lose weight what my deepest desire like below the desire to lose weight because that's a pretty like normal desire but it's still a superficial desire is to feel a sense of lightness and freedom and alignment and safety in my own frame like in my physical body that's really what I wanted like I wanted to feel accepted and loved and light and free and and happy and joyful and like at ease in my body because I didn't feel that way sorry I keep coughing and so I look back now and I'll share this story. I, um, when I actually did lose the weight, I went, I had a, I had a very specific goal weight in my mind, um, that was way too low for my natural set point. I will say that. And I had a period of going on some really extreme diets. Um, and I use the term diet loosely. What it really was, was like induced anorexia and like extreme fasting, um, that is not helpful for anybody's body. So essentially it was again, more of towards the like pendulum of the anorexia, um, side of the, the dieting pendulum, um, like restriction side. So I went on several months of like very regimented, intense fasting, 
anorexia, like terrible behaviors, right? Around food and and major restriction. And I actually got to the point where I hit my goal weight, which is very underweight for me. And I remember initially seeing the scale and feeling a wave of bliss and excitement and like accomplishment come over me. And I was so happy and I felt so good. And I was feeling all the things that I thought I was going to feel like I was feeling like happy and joyful and aligned and light and like beautiful and like all the things that I thought I wanted to feel. Literally that, that feeling lasted like maybe 24 hours, maybe less than 24 hours because I remember waking up the next day and feeling that heaviness again. Like that initial accomplishment had worn off and then I immediately swung to the deprivation and started to feel heavy again and started to panic and started to go into freak out mode that then I started, I didn't actually like that feeling of lightness and joy and beauty and like all the things I wanted to feel. It wasn't like authentic and true, right? Like it was a surface level version of that that was fleeting. I hadn't actually gained authority in that area. And so that feeling left me and the the normal feelings that I was left with, which is what I was normally feeling, were panic, worry, self-hatred, heaviness, like all of that came back in. And of course the pendulum swung to the other side and I went into major binging and I went into major weight gain. And actually after that super low point of my physical weight is when I swung the pendulum to the heaviest that I've ever been within about two months. And so it was from that place though, that then when I hit my heaviest, I kind of realized and woke the fuck up and was like, this is not working for me. I have got to find a new way. Okay. And that led me on a whole journey of weight loss and alignment and learning about my digestive type and human design, which has helped me so much. And if you're interested in that, I'd love to do a human design reading for you. They're about two hours, but we go through like digestion and how you digest food and um, the proper like setting and environment you're in and how to um, align like your physical body with with how you digest food and how you digest energy and how you digest life. So that is very specific um, to each person. And there are several different like types and that's all based on your birth chart and all that kind of stuff. So you're, if you're interested in that, let me know. I'd love to do a human design reading for you. They're absolutely incredible. And there's so much other stuff in there. It's not just digestion. Um, but that was super helpful to me. You know, I started to like understand energy and the energetics around food and weight. And again, address like, wow, the heaviness I'm feeling that's represented on my physical body is really showing me that actually this is representing emotional weight. This is representing heavy, you know, thoughts that are not in alignment with me. Like this is other people's energy. This is inherited shit. Like this is, I dug into it deep and now I'm at a place where I'm so grateful because I am at this place where I'm feeling all of the things that I really desired. When I thought I wanted weight loss, what I really wanted is to feel the way that I feel now. And that is a sense of lightness and freedom and joy and pleasure, like being able to enjoy food and enjoy sensuality, which is what I talked about in the last episode, enjoy um, sexuality, enjoy being in my physical body, like feeling comfortable, feeling safe, feeling aligned, feeling beautiful. Like you can feel all of those things and cultivating those feelings 
that is a journey, right? The journey from like self-hatred to feeling all the ways that you want to feel or the journey from scarcity to feeling abundant, like the journey from feeling super limited to feeling free. Like that is a journey because we live in linear time, but you can actually get there when you really Go underneath what you think you want and figure out what it is you really want, which is to feel the things that you think that thing is going to give you. So I want to invite you today to do that. Like sit down, create time and space and think, what is it that I want? Is it a relationship? Is it to lose weight? Is it more money? Is it a new job? Is it a, you know, a vacation? Like what is it that you really want? Set the intention to experience that thing. Like I think desire is amazing. I think wanting is wonderful. And I've talked about this in a post before is that I truly believe that our desires, like when they're coming from a soul place are actually our soul's like blueprint and map to what we're supposed to do and experience in life. I really, really do. So for people who like really want more money, like I think that those people are here to experience like what it's like to generate and play in the energy of like money and income. Like I think that the desire for money can actually set you on your trajectory to like your destiny, right? And had you not had the desire for money, you might not go on that same path. Like I talked about this in one of my other episodes about how I just changed the story around my student loans. I graduated with basically $100,000 in student loans and it used to torment me until I shifted the story around and decided that those student loans are actually what were going to motivate me to make money in my business, to not stay in a career that I didn't love and to start to figure out a way to generate money and income doing what I love and being in full authenticity and service. Like that's what I decided. Had I not had debt, I'd probably be like, eh, I could just work part-time as a nurse forever. Like I really could have done that because I liked nursing. I didn't love nursing and it's not my ultimate purpose on this planet. But had I not had debt and had I not had like motivation to make more money, I probably would have just been like, oh, I can stay like as a nurse part-time and like that's good enough you know? So I just think like, look at your desires, follow those desires, honor the things that you want and believe that you can create them. Okay. Look at the things that you want. What is underneath that? What do you really, really want? Okay. And then the part two to this, like, I feel like that's like the, that's like the undergraduate degree, right? Like this is your like your bachelor's degree in desire, (laughs) figuring out not just what you want, but like why you want the thing and how you want to feel and starting to cultivate those feelings now and start to like intentionally create those things that you really want. Not like the thing that you think you want, but like why you want it and start to evaluate how you can create that now. Okay. That's like the, that's like the undergraduate version. Now the graduate version on top of this concept is the idea that beyond what we want, like the things that we want, beyond what they we think we're, they're going to make us feel, what we really want from those things that we think we want are to become the person that has those. Boom. Okay. Tony Robbins introduced me to this concept and I love it. It's the idea that... We don't really, really, truly on a soul level 
want things. What we really want is to become the person that has them or to take the journey of becoming the person that has them. So, for example, we'll stick with money. You don't really want more money on a soul level. You want the journey of figuring out how to be the person and to becoming, the journey of becoming the person who has more money. Because that person who has more money, that version of you is a different version than the one that you're currently living if you don't have the money, right? So what your soul really wants is to go on that journey of becoming that person. If you want a really healthy relationship, what you really want is to become the person who's a match to that healthy relationship. If you want to lose weight, what you really want is to be the person who is at that weight, who becomes, who loses the weight. The person who is at your goal weight in a healthy way. And the way that we bridge this gap and get everything we want is to become the person that has it. And there's so many different ways that we can do this. Um, there's actually, this is one of the courses in my energetic um, sovereignty course. It's about connecting with your future self. And the concept of that is literally imagining, envisioning your future self, what they do, how they dress, what they, how they speak, what they look like, like everything, like what their life looks like and start to give yourself permission to become that person now. Like what does that person's day look like? What does that person's diet look like? What does that person's relationships look like? What do they do for work? How do they spend their time? What's their morning routine? What does their body look like? What foods do they eat? You know, how do they dress? Like how do they speak to others? How do they speak to themselves? Like that version of you, your highest version of you, become them now and that will exponentially like quantum leap you towards that person. Okay. And as I'm speaking, my guides are like, you need to like recheck in with that and do that yourself. (laughs) And that's what I love about this podcast because really like information is wonderful, but information is just potential where we really create change in our life is when we apply these tools. And so for me, the podcast is like an accountability tool. (laughs) Like every time my guides are like pointing and shining light on something in me, like I get on and share it and it just reinforces like, okay, I need to like be incorporating this and be um, applying this more in my life. So whenever I come on a podcast and I share something, it's like helping me apply that in my life too. So I hope that you can take this information and apply it. But I love this concept about taking things that we want, not taking them at face value, like waking up, becoming conscious of why we want those things, what we think they're going to make us feel, starting to cultivate those feelings now to create that thing, and then becoming the person that has them and realizing we're here for the journey, we're here for the experience, and we're also here to enjoy the fruit of creating creation, right? Like we're, it's like, I've talked about this before too, like we're all artists. So a true artist is someone who is in it for the process. It's not just about the end result of the sculpture or the painting or the drawing or the dance. Like 
it's about the experience of creating it as much as it is the result. And I love giving this example too. I don't remember where I heard it, but I literally laughed out loud when I heard it. It might've been a channel that was talking about this, but they were like, you don't have sex just for the orgasm. You're not like having sex with someone. And then you're like, yeah, can we speed this up? I just want to get to orgasm. Like if you are, if you do have sex that way, like you probably need to turn inward and like look at yourself and your, your issues around sexuality, which was my last episode. So go back and listen to that if that's you. But typically like we're in the experience of sex to have the experience. Like sex is fun because you have the like anticipation and the desire and then like the foreplay and like the building of the momentum and like the building of the energy. And then the orgasm is just like the explosion or the peak or like the result of that energy, which is also super wonderful. But we don't have sex just for that one result. We're not like, okay, fast forward and let me just like have the orgasm already. Like it's about the process. And that's the same way with our manifestations and our life and our creation. It is about the process of creating and it is about the process of becoming. Of course, we love the orgasm. So, of course, we're going to love when that money comes through. Or, of course, we're going to love when we finally get that relationship or, you know, this thing finally happens in our life. Like, so beautiful, so wonderful. That manifestation is going to be amazing. But it's also about enjoying the process and leaning all the way in and being present with where you're at, right? So enjoying all of it. And when you experience joy on the way to your manifestation, on your way to becoming that version of you, that makes it all the much more sweet and enjoyable and like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it makes the manifestation so much more meaningful and potent and joyful when you experience joy and you experienced and were present with the whole process. So I know I talked a lot about a lot of things in this episode, but I hope it was helpful. And I hope that if you're listening to this kind of in real time in December, that you evaluate the things that you want, right? Like your desires, the things that you're wanting go deeper, invite you to go deeper, go beyond the veil, get curious, ask yourself powerful questions so that you can create your reality with intention and not be chasing after things that you don't actually want, but aligning with your soul's desires and what you came into this life, in this body, in this time, in this space to experience. So much love to you, my friend. I am cheering you on in your journey. If you would like help or assistance with anything, please reach out. You can visit my website um, for the human design reading, for coaching, for single sessions, for readings, anything you need. I would love to support you and I am cheering you on in your journey. So much love to you. Have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that it gave you exactly what your soul was needing today. And if you would like more support on your journey, you can visit my website, alisonfinley.com. It's so wonderful to work together. Honestly, my intention with the work that I do is to help you become your own healer. You know, we all have spiritual gifts and the ability to heal and transform our lives. And 
that's really what I do is teach you how to do that with energy tools and with these practical tools. So if you're wanting to make some big shifts and you're wanting to learn energy work or you're wanting to discover or develop your spiritual gifts, please come join me over there. And as always, I'm sending you so much love and support on your journey.